This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey everyone, this is Cody Jennings, owner and operator of Jigmasters, your premium source for jigs, buzz baits, and much more. Check us out at jigmasters.com. And don't forget to use the code PNF20 for 20% off your order. And as always, when in doubt, get the jig out. Welcome to the Paddle and Fan Podcast, the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment, where we try to improve our skills as an angler by learning new techniques or improving the ones we already know. I'm your host, Ryan Milford. I'm your host, Ryan, and today we got the jig master himself, Mr. Cody Jennings. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Hey, you're actually the first person that's been a, uh, that's came on my segment for a second time. So you should get some type of award or something. I, you know. I would like to think so, at least a mini plaque <laughs> or something. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll get a piece of wood and like carve you a little plaque with a yeah, screwdriver. Times <laughs> two, yeah. <laughs> but we got Cody from Jigmasters here, and uh, you know he he just not too long ago came out with uh, some new products, and uh, you know there's been some curiosity about like how certain things work, and you know some. Some people, you know, are experienced with the stuff. Some people aren't. So we're going to go over a few of them today and, uh, you know, try to learn how to work these different lures. So, you know, jump right in there. You know, what, one technique that I've got my eye on, I ain't got none from you yet, but one that uh, I'm curious about because I love the way it looks is the punch rig. Now, I, I don't fish a lot of, like, you know, from 
what I know, you know, you're going to fish that in a lot of like heavy mats and grass and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't fish a lot of that at right now personally. So I'm curious about this. You might get me to go find some grass here. Hopefully you will. <laughs> but, uh, you know, let, let's just, uh, get on with that punch rig. So, um, like, am I right with you're going to target, you know, a lot of thick mats and grass and whatnot with yeah. that? Yeah, you know, so so for the most part with it, it, it is predominantly fish for grassy areas or, you know, any vegetation really. You know, it can be grass, can be lily pads, uh, can be duckweed, all that stuff. And basically what it is, is it's a bullet weight that has a jig skirt attached to it. Um, one of the big things that, even though it's some small details, but something that I, I make sure to quote unquote fix, um, compared to a lot of, a lot on the market is one is I tie, I put in a little extra tie in on that skirt to prevent it from ever coming off. Um, and then also I make sure that I break the top edges of where you would start putting your line through. Um, because what happens is if you just leave it from the cured paint, because basically there's like a, a, a rod that goes through it and then you paint it and then you pull the rod out and then there's your, your bullet head. Mm. Um, but the issue is, is that cured paint will create a bunch of sharp edges up at the top. So you go set the hook and all of a sudden your line breaks. So, so that's something that we make sure to break those, those sharp edges off and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you know, so really, you know, when I, when, if I'm going to be throwing that for the most part, it's around vegetation, but I'll even opt to throwing it around timber and stuff like that. I mean, it ends up being a jig profile, right? And so anywhere that you would do a traditional Texas rig, you can also use this punch rig. All right. Um, that weight on there, is it about the same size usually of, uh, of like a Texas rig bullet weight? Or is it, I, I was thinking like maybe it was like heavier. Well, so I, I have a, a wide range of the actual weights available. You can go down to a quarter ounce, but you can go all the way up to a one ounce. Okay. Um, so typically, you know, the for the most part, the heavier or the thicker the cover you're fishing or trying to punch through, um, you're going to go up and up and up in weight. And, but if you take just the the head region so what's above that skirt it'll actually be a tad smaller than other like a similar size true bullet weight and that's just because you have some of the lead being used as a skirt keeper down there down below the head okay um so what what are you trying to imitate with with this like i i what are you putting on for a trailer and all that? Yeah, so um, there's there's actually two techniques that I like to do with these that end up being what I think are pretty cool. So the one's the obvious, and that's putting on like a crawl style trailer um, mm -hmm. or uh, you know a creature bait, something somewhere along those lines. And you're doing, you know, you're basically trying to imitate. You know, no different than a standard jig bite. It's just it gives you the ability to throw a jig profile, but in 
heavy grass and stuff like that. You know, the term, you know, on a jig or a fixed jig, you have a weed guard. Well, in my history, a weed guard is a terrible name because really all that helps you is with brush. Yeah. Right? It's weeds, <laughs> you know? So, so the, the, the name's a little misleading there, but, um, but this, the puncher gives you ability to fish a quote unquote jig profile into those lily pads and heavy covers where maybe they're not seeing that many of a, you know, a skirted lure profile. So once again, and as most people find out that a lot of times when, if you're on a pressured lake and you do something a little bit different than the other 95% of anglers, a lot of times you'll have success. And that's kind of what this is all about. Um, yeah. I mean, you sold me right there. You know how much I love the jig. So just, <laughs> yeah. It, it, so it's basically like a jig made for grass. That's pretty much all, yeah. all it is. It, all right. Um, so as far as your setup, rod, reel, and line, are you basically using the same setup you would with like a, with other jigs or is it different? Um, no, so for me, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm using 20 pound fluorocarbon. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge braid fan, but that's really just cause I fish so much clear water. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, typically for the most part, I'll have 20 to 25 pound fluorocarbon on, um, you know, if anybody needs a recommendation on that, I highly recommend, uh, Seaguar and Vizex. doesn't have much memory. Um, and it's tough as nails. So I, I've kind of recently switched to that late last year and have been very happy with it. Uh, but yeah, you know, for the most part when doing that, you're going to have your, you know, seven to seven and a half foot, you know, flipping stick. You know, I would, I, for the most part, always would be for the, using a heavy action for that. I would never go below a medium heavy for sure. Yeah. Um, and then definitely want a high gear ratioed reel. Um, you know, at minimum, I would recommend, you know, seven, seven and a half to one for the gear ratio. Um, but anything above that, it's, it's just going to help you because most of the time when you're fishing these, you're in really super heavy cover. So when you set the hook, you need to be able to move the fish and then, you know, with the reel being able to keep up with it because it's easy to, you know, build slack up in that heavy cover and they get off and or they hang you up and then they swim away and your baits and, you know, tangled in lily pads and all that, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, and they, then you got to get on jigmasters.com and go order some more. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. <all> yeah. <laughs> so let me take it back, actually. You want medium light rods, eight pounds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Cody will take all your business that you want to give them. Uh, <laughs> um, so... Is there a specific time of year you tend to go towards a punch rig or a certain water temp or anything like that? Yeah, so there's, well, I never actually said the the other technique, but we'll keep answering for like a traditional flipping style with it um, where you're using it as a punch rig. Um, you know, really that's going to, at least up, you know, in the northern states, it's really going to be key you know, for the most part, probably about May, you know, early May. And, you know, really, I would, I would fish it all the way through November, really, you know, um, a lot of it depends on lake setups. 
you know, because some lakes up here, all you have is shallow grass. You know, there, there's a place I fish, and like if somebody just says, "Oh, would you where'd you catch them at?" and they said, "Ah, oh, we were fishing grass." You know, okay, well that eliminated roughly three percent of the water. <laughs> so, um, and a lot of times when lakes, when that's all they have, those techniques work predominantly for for most of the year. Um, now, if it is a body of water that does have, you know, hey, we have a lot of deep water, we got a lot of rock, you know, stuff like that, you know, I would say that in those lakes, I would probably push a little bit later in the year to um, be using that punch rig, you know, as far as you know, instead of early May, maybe you're a little bit closer to late May. Um, and that's just predominantly that rocks heat up faster and they hold heat. So when you find rocky banks, you know, riprap banks, stuff like that, that typically your your high activity level of pre-spawn and stuff like that is going to happen there first. Um, so I'll focus more on those. But um, but yeah, for the most part, it's a pretty you get to use it pretty much year round outside of you know fishing super deep. Um, and then it's not necessarily that it wouldn't work. It's just you have better tools to fish deep. Uh, you know, I was thinking about it when, uh, when a bunch of us from Paddle and Finn met up, up on Del Hollow, you know, that would have been perfect for there because that's basically all we could fish was grass. Yeah. Uh, yep. There's a ton of grass out there and that's where most of the fish that we caught came from. Right. It's grassy area. So it, it would have been cool to have some of those back then because like everybody else was using like Texas, Texas rig worm peg with a bobber, little bobber pig. And, uh, you know, to give something a little different, uh, like a crawl in there that, that might've set me apart. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, like I said, get, being able to get a jig profile into you know, cover that traditionally nobody else throws a jig in, you know, whether it's too grassy or too snotty or, you know, it's duckweed or whatever, you know, that little bit of difference can make a huge, uh, well, a huge difference for, you know, you catching fish compared to the kayak next to you. So, you know, we talked about where to use it. Are you using it the same as, as a regular jig? Like once you get it in there, or is there something you got to do different when you're fishing that grass or cause I'm not, I'm not used to, you know, throwing a crawl into grass. So. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of depends on how thick that cover is. You know, a lot of times with lily pads, depending if they're a little bit sparse, you can kind of really fish it all the way through it. Um, but if you're fishing like super heavy, you know, duckweed mats or even thick lily pad fields, Literally, you're dropping it and you're, you're trying to find some sort of quote unquote hole in the grass or whatever. You're kind of dropping them there or close to there. And you're probably only moving that bait, you know, maybe five, six inches, whatever. And then you're actually going to pick it straight up out of the cover and then try to move it to either your next hole or pick it up and reel it in and repitch. Um, you're not really doing like a slow retrieve all the way back to the boat. Um, and that's not necessarily due to the lure knot being able to do it it's actually like your line starts catching up and stuff and uh you know so you kind of start getting a bad scenario there so a lot of times you're trying to pick and pick in place 
you know, even though everything looks the same, you're finding those little differences and trying to target them. See, we, we should do this episode sooner because, you know, maybe some of those guys at the 10 going down to Florida, <laughs> uh, you know, they, they could have used some of these. Uh, but yeah, that, that's about all I got for the uh, punch rig. Is there anything you want to add onto that before we move on to the next um, technique? Yeah, just, just one more thing. And, you know, I was somewhat alluded to it that there's two techniques I really like using it for. One is the one that we talked would be the traditional method. Um, but what I've found that it's also very good for is actually using it as a swim jig. Okay. So instead of doing like cross style trail or stuff like that, which you can still do and still fish a swim jig, but you know, start using like a paddle tail swim bait, something like that. And that bullet head comes through the grass very well. So you would just, you know, you would put on a, you would go lighter you know, you're not typically going to go up to a three quarter or one ounce one, you know, you're going to be probably with a quarter, maybe a three eighths, but you know, you rig it down, you put your swim bait, you know, on a hook behind it and you fish it just like a swim jig, you know, so you're going to cast, you're going to try to reel it down little, you know, if there's, if there's little lanes and stuff out of the grass or whatnot, um, not the best method for super thick cover. But if you are fishing those areas, you know, especially like your, a lot of like your harbors on Lake Erie and stuff like that, where there's just these big grass fields of, you know, and they're all sitting, you know, six to six inches to a foot below the surface. You know, you can fish this and get it right in that line over the grit to the top of the grass and bring it through without any issues. Um, I really like using them for that as well. Okay. So... Next on the list, you know, something else for, for a swim bait. We got the uh, swim bait sled. Now, these here, I've actually have had some. I've tried them, but more than likely knowing me, I didn't use them properly or in the right <laughs> place or something like this. So. Yeah, that's fair. So, with it. You know, you, obviously you put a swim bait on there, right? Right. Yep. What, one thing, one thing I have wondered with this is that hook, is it supposed to stick out the top of the swim bait and be exposed? Yeah. So for this style, yeah, it, it is not a terminal tackle option. That's good for heavy cover. Um, it's really used for when you're fishing kind of more open water or if you're just fishing, you know, gravel bank, stuff like that. Um, it's not really meant to be, um, you know, fish around too much grass um, or a lot of timber, stuff like that, unless you're, you know, very accurate on, you know, where you're pitching it and where you're retrieving it to. So but, no grass or timber for me. Yeah. <laughs> Some guys might be able to get away with it, right? But yeah. Uh, yeah so, but yeah. So yeah, it's supposed to be an exposed hook. Um, it's really supposed to be a high hookup percentage. You know, fish hits it, you have a great chance of hooking it since, well, the hook's exposed. Um, you know, it's uh, we go anywhere from an eighth ounce up to a half ounce currently. Um, so when you go to those half ounce models and stuff, that's really supposed to be able to allow you to fish a swim bait slow out deep. Um, or, I mean, you can fish a little bit faster too, but... For the most part, it's a it's kind of a more open water technique. Um, you know, you you can either put hollow body swim baits on it or your traditional like paddle tail style 
Um, really another key thing that that head shape was developed for was actually bed fishing up north um, for smallmouth specifically. Um, now, will they work for largemouth? Yes, but as far as what we were really designing around were the, the smallmouth. Um, about, it was June 1st last year, they were on beds, and this is like as north possible you can get in Wisconsin before you're actually crossing into the UP of Michigan. And, uh, <clears throat> but anyways, so what this head does is when you, you know, whatever swim bait you have on it and stuff, when you actually pitch it on a bed and you let it sit, it basically rocks back and forth. You know, that little bit of current in the water and stuff like that, it'll actually rock. Just literally think of like a rocking chair. So that swim bait's actually, you're not doing anything to it, but that swim bait's still moving a little bit. So you're not having to create action and pulling it off the bed accidentally or something like that. You can really keep it there and it'll still kind of move around and bother those fish. That's awesome because the less I have to do, the better. Because <laughs> I'm going to screw it up. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I mean, bed, bed fishing, you know, especially when you start finding those bigger females, you know, it's a game. You know, it, it's truly an art. You know, you, you can have a bed that's the size of, you know, let's say it's a foot and a half by a foot and a half, you know, kind of square or circle, whatever. Um, and only about 10%, there's about a, a small 10% area of that bed that is the only spot that you have a chance of getting bit. And I've seen this, you know, I've seen it even on bigger beds. You know, if you hit the top left corner of the bed, you can do anything you want. You can, you know, you can put any crazy rattle on it, whatever. You're just not going to get that fish to hit. They might move around, kind of act bothered, stuff like that, but they're never going to pick it up. And then you pitch down to the front right corner and instantly, bait didn't even hit the, you know, didn't even hit the bed yet. It, it's still sinking and those fish will kill it. You know, you got to play with those fish a lot. But when you find that kind of key spot, you want to be able to keep a bait on it. Right. You know, so like I said, the less you have to move it, the better. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, you know, before the interview, I was, uh, you know, reading on it, like on your website and it was saying they will not fall over. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, and then it's talking about the, you know, if you reel it, it like if it's on the bottom, it's not going to fall onto its side. Um, or if you're swimming it, it's not going to roll on you. That's awesome right there. Um, and that is the, once again, the, you know, why most of my lures kind of have more of a, some sort of stand up presentation to them is that really actually helps it, um, or helps you not snag it up as much because if it falls to its side, you have to worry about the gap of the hook of, mm -hmm. you know, missing cover when it's standing in its true position, you only have to worry about the thickness of the hook, which is considerably less. You know, you're talking about yeah. an inch versus, you know, a, a mill or two millimeters, you know, so it's, it's a pretty substantial difference. So that's what happens when an engineer slash fisherman starts making lures. Yeah. You start, yeah. start seeing little details yeah, like that. Very quick. <laughs> But uh, so as far as your setup with with the 
swim bait sled. Um, what are, what are you using? You know, I've talked to a lot of people about different ways of working a swim bait, but with, with this particular head with the swim bait, what are you using rod reel and line? Um, you know, so really for, you know, I, I would, me traditionally, I would stick with a medium heavy, um, but that has a fast tip. You want a, a little bit of tip action there, um, which I wouldn't care about if I'm punching, but I do care about if it's a more of like a cast and retrieve style of bait and stuff like that. A few reasons. A, it increases accuracy on long cast, having that little bit of tip action. You can get, you can get used to it a lot easier. Um, but then also, you know, when you hook those fish from especially a far distance, stuff like that, having a little bit more lumber tip will help you keep them buttoned. Um, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I would probably be more down into the, if I'm throwing the light, I mean, like the eighth ounce or something, <clears throat> I'll probably have like 12 pound fluorocarbon on. But then if I'm fishing, let's say the half ounce, stuff like that, I wouldn't be scared to bump up the 20 there but uh traditionally most of the size you're going to be kind of fishing more like a a 12 to 15 pound fluoro um you know kind of a seven to seven foot three inch rod you know probably medium heavy to you can get with medium too especially on the, the lighter weight ones but um yeah you just want something limber enough that when you set that hook you get that nice big bend in the rod and um, that'll help you keep them loaded from, especially from distance. Okay. Um, what about real? Did, did you? Um, you know, I'm never fishing these incredibly fast, you know, so I would say really anywhere in the six, six and a half to seven to one uh, gear ratio, I think is kind of perfect for that. You don't want to go super slow. Like some of your crankbait reels are, you know, down near five, um, which are harder and harder to find out. Everything's just getting faster. But, um, you know, I really think that six, six, uh, I think like with lose, I use lose reels a lot. They have a 6.4 to one and then they have a seven to one. And those are, those are pretty ideal for, for using these. All right. I actually, uh, you know, later on after we get off here, I'm I'm supposed to be going fishing, and so uh, probably going to be targeting a lot of like, you know, kind of deeper water. Yeah. And so uh, so I'm thinking about you know trying this technique out and just try to fish a uh, some deeper. I think I I got some of these from you, and uh, I believe I got the three eights. So yeah, yeah, I'm. I might be tying that on, giving it a shot today. Um, it, you think it'll work? You know, you said, you know, it's pretty good for like bed fishing and stuff. But what about like these colder months? You think, you yeah, know, I hear no, a lot of people it, talk about swim baits. Yeah, no, it, it um, the a paddle tail swim bait is honestly a, a, a either great to solid option pretty much throughout the whole year, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, when it's truly winter and you're ice fishing, okay, maybe not. Right. But you know, when you have that ice off and stuff like that, and that super cold water, you know, you, sometimes that's when your, your fish will really start staging 
and they're they're kind of staging and really putting on a, a nice feed bag before they really start focusing on the spawn. Um, you know, so a lot of times you'll kind of find them the largemouth, even though they're not traditionally schooling fish, but they'll still actually kind of bunch up in transition areas. And um, you know, swim bait is a great method to catch those. You know, and then as you push to the warmer months. Well, you can fish a lot of these swim baits in the grassy areas, shallow grassy areas, or go back and fish them out deep when it's the hottest summer. Um, and then in the fall, you know, those fish are putting on a, uh, once again, a heavy feed bag before winter. So they're targeting any sort of bait fish that they can find, you know, for the most part. And um, once again, it's great there. You know, a swim bait's a very versatile option. You know, maybe not the huge glide baits that you see people throwing that are, you know, 15 inches and stuff. They're just basically musky lures at that point, yeah. you know. Um, you know, maybe not, maybe those aren't quite as racial, right? But when you get down to your, you know, anywhere from three, really, you know, anywhere from that three to four inch swim bait, you can do damage on that year round. And as you get bigger, they kind of get a little bit more keyed to just a certain time of year um, or certain lakes, you know, but. But yeah, you know, you can you can really use these pretty much year round. Well, it sounds like I'm gonna be breaking it breaking out the kayak today. Uh, so, is there anything else that you want to touch on with the swim bait sled before we move on to the next one? Um, just to keep it in everybody's mind and stuff like that. That. Um, we're incredibly close to actually launching our own swim bait, our, our own panel tail swim bait. So, um, I actually, if you can let me run for like three seconds, I'll go for it. I got an example. So, <laughs> so just so everybody is aware, I had no idea that he was in the works of his own swim bait. So this is pretty interesting. a lot of clanking going around in there hope he's okay <laughs> <laughs> trying to do All some right. commentary till you get back yeah, i heard it yeah um so this is the if you can see it here let me know if you can see it yeah yeah okay so this is uh the eighth ounce swim bait sled um but anyway, so this bait is to, there's a few things. So it's got a real big paddle on it. It's a little bit thicker than the Kytex. Um, it kind of creates a little bit more lift. So these you can, you can retrieve slower and keep it a little bit higher in the water column. Um, and the body, I don't know if you can really see it or not. Yeah. These little hard angles there at the bottom. You can't see it's flat. And what that does is, once again, this was kind of for a, a bed fishing idea, is as this bait falls, instead of just, you know, having it where the tail's lagging a little bit, stuff like that, what this bait does is it rocks back and forth on the way down. So, once again, it's it's really, that's really geared for bed fishing. Or even if, you know, you have that, you know, a largemouth or something, you know, follows it up um you see that you can quick stop it and it will have its own action on the fall 
It would would that kind of look like it's like dying as it goes down? Yeah, or, yeah, it kind of looks injured. You know, you're not dead, but it kind of it wobbles down like that. And um, but yeah, so I'm I'm really excited for this. Um, we finally get the production mold all figured out and all that stuff. So um, now it's just coming up with what colors we were we're going to launch immediately and and getting them on the website. You actually sent me a picture of that a while back. You, yeah. You texted it to me, and I thought you were just showing off like how well the heads go off. I didn't realize that was your own swim bait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this is just a random color from just a random mix that we were throwing in the melting pot to just test the mold. Um, Good. Now, had you announced that prior to this, or are you like – we we briefly touched on it on the uh, the podcast the OG podcast. Oh, did you? We're also we're also talking about like everything that's coming out prior to uh, March, so basically or by the end of March, and um, so there was probably a lot of information that was missed because we were talking like about thirty products. You know, so it was yeah, just kind of it was a lot. Of stuff. You know, so and uh, uh, yeah. Uh, poor Brian was getting lost too, and I, and I think I was, and so was Jason. About what did we talk about? What didn't they? I had a whiteboard with everything written on it. <laughs> so, man, the OGs always get the good announcements. I uh, you got to be them too, and I tell you. All right, uh, let me get back to my notes here. I had to run to my text real quick to be like, "Is that the one he sent me?" Yeah. Uh, nope. All right, so I think we finished with the with the uh, swim bait sled. Yep. So let's move on to the next one. The uh, the marabou jig. Now, something I did want to ask right off the gate. Um, you know, is it 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 is like a hair jig, right? Is, Correct. Is it like is it? something different from your traditional hair jigs or like for it to have a different name or how does that work? So the marabou is a type of quote unquote hair. Okay. Um, which if I recall correctly, marabou is actually turkey feather. If I'm something had feathers. Well, it is, it is. <laughs> it's got a quill through it. They call it hair for the hair jig, but um, oh, okay. marabou is a it's a type of hair. So there's other marabou jigs out on the market, stuff like that. You know, traditionally they're always just on a ball head, you know, and, and they give you a little bit, um, you know, a couple strands, you know, and they tie it on stuff like that. Um, the big difference with mine is one, we make sure to put a, a quality hook in them. Because that's a big issue for a lot of them. You know, they kind of, a lot of them just have the cheapest 90 degree hook they can find and they put it in there and they bend like crazy. You know, so that was one of the complaints that, once again, this is worked on with the uh, Woodwards up north. And, um, you know, so that was one of the complaints. Another one of the complaint was how, how much hair there is or how full it was, you know, because that stuff soaks up water. So even though it looks like, oh, it's a pretty big presentation, you throw in the water and it shrinks to like a tenth of its size, you know? So if you don't have a real thick, 
or a, a lot of a big, you know, a high hair count, um, your profile is going to be incredibly small. But um, so anyway, so we have two kind of models there. We have a standard sync rate, um, which still falls a little bit slower than like, so if you take my eighth ounce versus a competitor's eighth ounce, mine will, mine will fall a little bit slower. Um, but then once again, really geared for bed fishing, we have a slow sync rate option as well. And what that is, is that's, it's basically, it's got doubled up the hair count on it. So it creates more drag as it's coming through the water. Um, this is a true 90 degree stand up head. I mean, it's literally straight up and down in the water. And every time you pick it up and you drop it, it goes right back to the spot. Um, and once again, that's predominantly was geared for bed fishing um, for smallmouth and stuff. And um, the reason that slow fall rate kind of option is cool is, <clears throat> you know, a big issue with, and I would have never believed it unless I didn't go up there, um, was those smallmouth seem to be incredibly honed in on fall rate. So, you know, if I put a, if I put a, a tube on a eighth ounce head or a three sixteenth ounce head, they wouldn't touch it. You know, if I put a tube on like an eighth ounce head, I'd get a little bit of action. If I would put a big tube on an eighth ounce head, so it would slow it down, they'd be all over it. You know, it was pretty incredible to watch, really. You know, and same thing for a lot of, they use the swim baits, stuff like that a lot for bed fishing up there. And it was the same thing. You know, if you had a, you know, I think when we were doing it, you know, if you had a, a 316th ounce head, you weren't getting touched. Switch to that eighth or even lower if you had it. Um, and then you'd start getting bit, you know. So the cool thing with this, so typically or traditionally, the option would be, for a hair jig world, if I need to slow it down, I need to go lighter, right? So now you're down to like a, cause they sink relatively fast. I'm down to a 16th ounce hair jig. I don't know how often you've tried to cast a 16th ounce <laughs> hair jig. It's not, not very easy. <laughs> um, and then especially when you're trying to be incredibly accurate to a bed, you know, and, and, the only way you can cast at it is if you basically sit on top of it. It's like, so that's why we have these heavy, a little bit heavier heads, but we have that slow sink model. So people can still cast them easily. And knowing you, you know, I think you said you don't even own a spinning reel. So I, I can only imagine you trying to cast one of those little bitty heads on a bait caster. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, no, that, uh, that trip up there is probably going to gear me into at least having one spinning rod with me for sure. That, that's all I carry. I, I carry one medium light. I usually use it, you know, for like Ned rig or right, you know, little right. bitty worm or something like that. Oh. Um, were you about to say something? No. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so do you, do you put a trailer on these or are you just fish them as they are? Nope, you, you you fish them as they are, you know. Um, really, the only way that you can kind of put your own spin on or stuff like that is like some people will kind of like dye the dye the end of the hair and stuff like that. I'm not a big fan of it, but you know everybody kind of likes doing their own thing. Um, or you can trim up the hair because it's a pretty it, it's a lot, 
you know, compared to what people have traditionally seen, you know, in the stores and stuff. Um, some people, you know, it's another way to like, if, if you only have one and they want a faster sink rate, you can trim that hair, some of that hair off. Um, cause that, that hair ends up going about, I want to say anywhere from two to three inches beyond the hook, you know, so there's, so there's a, a pretty hefty amount there for sure. Yeah. So people can kind of lighten that up and stuff, but for the most part, you, uh, take it right out of the package and throw it. Cool. So what are you generally throwing this on? You know, uh, rod, reel, line. Well, so, you know, this is where you're, you're going to want to have a spinning rod. Um, you know, you might be able to throw like the quarter ounce fairly okay on a, like a medium casting. Um, but uh, you'll, you'll really want a spinning rod for these. Um, you know, and traditionally, you know, you'll be using somewhere around like eight pound fluorocarbon. Um, now I know a lot of guys and Josh, you know, Josh and Caitlin up north and too, they do it as well. Um, you know, they, they do it as the, you know, braid as the backing and then they tie leaders to it. Um, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it, but it's also cause I'm lazy, you know, so I'll be honest. So that's probably the only reason I'm not a fan of it, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but um, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's definitely more of a finesse option for sure. All right, sweet. So you said you're mainly targeting beds. Is, well, let me jump to this real quick. Are you, like, this is mainly like a colder water lure, right? That's what I've always heard with a hair jig. Yes, you can do well with them still in the warmer months. Um, you know, you're fishing them out deeper. You know, a lot of times you're trying to find like, you know, whether it's like ledges, you know, underwater ledges, stuff like that. Um, or like I've I've had success like stair step kind of style, you know, where it's like, oh, drops down to six foot. It's that for about, you know, I don't know, 10 feet, drops down to 12, oh, another 10 feet, you know, something like that. You see that a lot in like quarries and stuff like that. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's really, it's, it's main use for everyone is in those colder months, you know, that, that especially the marabou and it has this real, um, it almost kind of, I mean, like it just has this real kind of just fluid wave to it when it's just, when you're not touching it, you know, when it's in the water and it's wet that stuff will really kind of pop out. And it just waves real subtle. And that subtle movement really just triggers a lot of fish, you know. And that's why it's a great option in those cold months. Um, you know, and those fish aren't, like, exceptionally aggressive. You know, they still want to eat. They still have to eat. But when they don't want to, you know, really use a whole bunch of energy to go chase something or something like that, you know, this hair jig, if it's just sitting on the bottom, you know, and then just that marabou is just gently kind of waving in the current and stuff, that's they'll just go down and pick it up. So are you just letting it sit there? Yeah, I mean you'll um you know you'll honestly you'll kind of fish it like almost like a traditional tube per se, you know, where you're not really doing these huge pickup options, you know, you just kinda you know, you're gonna let it sit there for, you know, five, six seconds, hop it a few times, kind of rope your slack, let it sit, you know. Like I said, that marabou does a lot of its own natural action on its own, you know, so you don't have to move it too much. But you will 
you know, kind of, you'll keep it at the bottom, but you'll kind of fish these back um, with this style head. Now there are some other hair jigs on the market that are kind of more for like vertical fishing, kind of more geared towards like, um, you know, bait fish imitators. Um, you know, but this style head is more of a, a head meant to be on the fished off the bottom. All right. Awesome. Um, is there anything else you can think of that we need to cover before we wrap up that? Um, no, you know, I, I think we think we did a pretty good job going through those three options there. Um, you know, tease the uh, swim bait a little bit too. Yeah. And, uh, you tease know, me you know, making me think that you like announced something new on my segment. <laughs> yeah. well, I, think, I think we did it better on this one. So if that helps. Um, you know, but, um, you know, there's a bunch of more lures coming out and stuff. So, you know, obviously I hope everybody is, uh, you know, keeping it active and constantly checking the website or, you know, following us on social media and stuff like that, you know, so a lot of stuff coming pretty excited. Sweet, man. You know, we, we love, we love, well, that's going to come out wrong. I was going to say, we love you here. I mean, we, we do, <laughs> but I, I don't want it to get awkward here. But, uh, but yeah, we, we love all the stuff you come out with and we know you're going to have quality products and you got, you always seem to try to get that little edge on, uh, like the little detail that's going to make it that much better than, you know, other products on the market. So, you know, we, we love that about you and love the products coming out with, um, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about before we start wrapping it up uh no no like i said i think we, we covered this pretty well i'm assuming as some of the other stuff gets launched here shortly that we'll probably be doing another one you know so everybody stay tuned yes sir um so for this episode i uh i just i decided i wanted to you know do a little giveaway okay. so on the you know let's come out tomorrow morning so on the show post where we post like today on bass fishing for news we got cody jennings blah 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 yeah i want y'all to comment on there and say which of these three techniques we went over is your either favorite or the one you're most wanting to try out whichever one it is i'm gonna see like then we're gonna take everybody that did that put them in a random generator and um gonna win a 25 dollar jig masters gift card that that's out that sounds pretty good to me. Sound good to you? Yeah. Oh, that sounds a good deal. And between that and then making sure to use the code PNF20, get it 20% off, makes that money go a little farther too. So, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got to use that PNF20. But yeah, so out of the three lures, which one is your favorite or which one you most interested in trying? Comment that on the show post on Facebook. And, uh, you know, probably Tuesday we'll – uh, randomize it and pick pick a winner. But uh, Cody, you know I, I appreciate you coming on talking about this stuff. 
Uh, is there anything, in, you know, sponsors social media? You know, of course, go follow Jigmasters on Instagram and Facebook. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Instagram, it's it's just at Jigmasters, um, and then Facebook, it's um, at Jigmasters Tackle. Uh, one word, no spacing. Um, but yeah, make sure to follow us on there and, and see all the new items coming out or, you know, updates of people, you know, catching big bass on our products, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. And then in the event that, you know, if you're on the water and you, uh, you know, you can't get a hold of me or you can't get a hold of any of the paddle and fin guys for maybe some tips and stuff, uh, just remember the slogan, right? When in doubt, get the jig out. So. Yes, sir. All right, man. We appreciate you coming on here. We'll have you back on sometime. Um, everybody else, appreciate you listening. Make sure to go to that Facebook post so you can get in on the chance of winning a $25 Jigmasters gift card. Peace out. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N in fin.com. Also, check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Leveling Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the paddle and fin logo go right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jigmasters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the recycled plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water.